Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Was writer in the world 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 Is a stupid Rubbish writer. Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus, Hooray. and he's got a brand new face Ooh. and a new name Ooh. and an exciting car that talks to him. It's, it's Howard Knight. Hooray! <laughs> Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for giving us money for this show. Yummy! And thanks to you for getting it for free. Ooh, we like free stuff, don't we? We all like free stuff. Everyone, everyone likes free stuff. Can't be begrudge them. We can't be begrudge them. Can't be them. Can't, can't do be that. doing that. That's all I wanted to say. You can't begrudge people. That's that's what I. Hey, yeah. I'm not here to begrudge anyone. Okay, <laughs> that is not my my main purpose no, today. I didn't exactly. I didn't get up this morning and think. You know what I'm going to do today? Mm-hmm. I am going to begrudge as many yeah. people as I'm gonna I can. Going to go on a begrudging frenzy. That's what. That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, so this is episode three of the Last Olympian. Ooh. So. Would you like to know what's happened so far in The Last Olympian, Howard? I would love to know. The answer is nothing. Hooray! <laughs> nothing. That's nothing no, has happened. We've met We've met the main character. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Fell. Yeah. Who is living in poor town. Yeah. Right? But he commutes to rich town every day to do his job. Pipetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His yeah, pipetting yeah, yeah. job in the pipette factory. Yeah, yeah. And we've met his good friend, Ardy. Who um who believes in working and all the benefits you can get from working? Because <laughs> his philosophy in life, as we all know, <laughs> is work a lot, work a lot. Okay. Yeah. So when we left yeah. Samuel, he was on the bus home talking to Ardy about working a lot and working a lot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so we're picking up the story with him arriving home. Okay, brilliant. Shall we get started, Howard? Yes, please. <laughs> Cut two. Exterior flat, dilapidated estate, night. Oh, he's probably going to have another piss out the window. Mm. The bus drops people off. Samael says his goodbye to Ardy and continues through the estate. Noise and a little light spill out from a building in the centre. There's a pun coming up. Oh, OK. So because people can't see it, obviously this is a visual, this is a movie script. Um, it says, as he nears, we can see a pub sign. And the name of the pub is the pun. So in the movie, you would see it, so it wouldn't be a problem. But um, in order to set people up for it, I want them to remember that an old-fashioned word for a pub or bar mm. is in, mm. I-N-N, right? Because the pub sign says, the rather out than in. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rather out than in is something that really unpleasant men say, right? <laughs> After farting, right? Or isn't it, isn't it, I feel like it's usually better out. Rather, we've, it seems like a posh version We've had this conversation before. Because have I, we? Yeah, have we? Because I think that I've used the rather out than in in something else, but I don't know what. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it's like one of those things in my head going, oh, that's such a great idea, got to use that. And, um, <laughs> and I remember you saying before, isn't it better out than in? I don't know. As he nears, we can see a pub sign hanging, the rather out than in. That seems quite unwelcoming. 
<laughs> so, no, 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 fuck off. The, tr- the, the pub is called the fuck off. Yeah. We cut to interior, the rather out than in, brackets joke, night. Samael enters the pub. A haze of smoke and noise immediately attacks. (laughs) (laughs) It's a haze of smoke and noise. Maybe that's a band. That sounds like a band name, right? Mm. Actually, a haze of smoke and noise Mm. sounds like a fucking book title now, right? Because all (laughs) books have to be called A Something of Something and Something. It does, yeah. This is some fucking self-published book called A Haze of Smoke and Noise. Mm. That... I try not to get annoyed with things, right? But that fucking title scheme bugs me because it's meaningless and tells you nothing. It's just a a, a word of words and words, hmm. right? And they're all they're always these kind of abstract words that give you nothing. It's not like a bowl of sausages and apples, <laughs> which would at least tell me something. It's it's always a, a fucking a, a you know it's it's a a thought. Of smoke and whispers, yes, or something really I do fucking know abstract. What do you mean? I do know. There's actually there's there's a lot of them, and obviously I think it comes from the Game of Thrones books, right? That was the the first that did it, or maybe that was what popularized it at least. Right. I feel. But anyway, so um, Samuel's book is called A Haze of Smoke and Noise, but the book attacks him. <laughs> Samuel enters the pub. A book attacks him. Mm. The no smoking signs right by the entrance have yellowed dramatically with age jokes, and smoke. Presumably. Jokes, jokes. The no drinking signs have got all wet <laughs> from drink. <laughs> the no stabbing signs have lots of <laughs> knives sticking out yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an old man style pub. Mm. <laughs> like it's it's got a cane <laughs> and it has grey hair. <laughs> yeah. This is an old man style pub. That is something we say in Britain, though. People call things like an old man pub. Don't they? That's quite a common phrasing. It's a, a pub that is popular with old men, perhaps a bit sleepy. Not exactly like when you're young. Mm. When you're when you're young and you go into pubs, you do not want to go to an old man pub. Or if you do, it's because you're coming down and you need somewhere quiet yeah. to be left alone. Or because that's the only kind of pub there is because you live in Colville. It's just in Colville, really, yeah. I'm just really <laughs> stretching my imagination with my um, setting of um, of Casserock High School. School's science uh, <laughs> chemistry class and um, yeah. a, a pub and a from Coville Coville pub. pub and the forest rock in yeah, yeah. in, uh, yeah. in Coville. <laughs> this is an old man style pub, but one that has fallen into further disrepute, mm. further than be than having old men in it. Mm. <laughs> Instead of windows, it is completely boarded up to prevent break-ins. Mm. It is dark, dingy, not had a paint job in 40 years. <laughs> oh, man, I really need a paint job. <laughs> the carpet is threadbare, no fruit machines, jukeboxes, pool, anything like that. Oh, my list of things that aren't there. I, lo- I love a good list of things that aren't there. <laughs> so we know, now we know that everything else is. It's full of giraffes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking, there's a, like Hitler's there. When this is interesting, isn't it, everybody? When Howard has to think of things, and the the remit is anything, anything except fruit machines, jukeboxes, pool. There's only three things it can't be. Literally, anything else in the world would have been fine for that joke. I was like, you know, giraffes. Number one, Howard, think of two things: uh, giraffes and Hitler. All right, go home. Yeah. Go home, get therapy. <laughs> <Fuck it. laughs> uh. 
It is. It's a fascinating way of writing, isn't mm. it? Where you go, um, all right, I've got to. I've got to explain this. It's not even, and it's not like descriptive writing. You're. This is communicating to a to a designer, presumably, yeah. to someone who's who's like dressing your sets. You're like, you know, it's an old man pub, but there's no fruit machines, no pool <laughs> table, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what is there? I don't know. Chairs and old men. <laughs> yeah. A few old timers, however, are engaged in a game of darts. Ah. It doesn't say whether or not there's a dartboard. <laughs> <laughs> darts, okay, yeah. So uh, more more of my youth. It's bullseye. Jim Bowen is there. And around the corner of the bar, a large group of people are sat, stood, huddled, watching. <laughs> oh, my God, this sentence. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm going to take another run at this sentence. <laughs> And around the corner of the bar, a large group of people are sat, stood, huddled, watching a sturdy old telly set in a cage, which is playing the news. Mm. It's not clear if the telly set's in the cage or if they're in a cage watching it. (laughs) The bar is covered and protected with a metal grill to stop people jumping over. (laughs) You've got to stop jumping. No, this is to stop jumping because there's okay. been an epidemic of jumping. They've probably got signs that say no jumping mm. as well as no smoking and no drinking and no dogs. Mm-hmm. Only a gap about 40 centimetres high spans all the way around the bar top. 40 centimetres is quite a lot. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. <laughs> uh, you yeah. could get through that no problem, yeah, right? I could, I could, yeah. So only a gap about 40 centimetres high spans all the way round the bar top. Allowing the passage of beverages. Mm, really tall beers. Like a tall beer. <laughs> I'd like a 45 centimetre tall beer, please. Mm. Oh, no, don't do them. Mm. Can't have that, Trevor. <laughs> I'll have to turn it on its side to pass it to you. Oh, no, the beer's got on the floor. <laughs> they do have bottles of spirits, but not as we do now. Mm. Labelled and hanging upside down. <laughs> These stand on a shelf and... Basically, they don't have optics. <laughs> this is your your amazing view of the dystopian future is that they don't they don't have pub optics. But right? always have to stand the right way around in the future. Yeah, and they're not labelled apparently either. All right, so essentially, they, I guess they're like they're like homemade alcohol, so they're just putting it in whatever bottles they can get hold of. Yeah, they these stand on a shelf and are in a wild array of whatever bottles were available, i.e. Uh, well, that should be E.G., an old bleach bottle oh. now reads gin. Mm. There are also pumps for ale. It is busy and loud with chat. You've got a lot of description of this pub in the end, didn't we? Yeah. It seemed like we were going to be quite quick about it, but then you described fucking everything. Yeah, I've, I've <laughs> said it's loud twice now, haven't I? While the pub contains a vast cross-section of race, mm-hmm. Samael is once again clearly the whitest thing here. Mm. Not the whitest person is the whitest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's because uh, that's why I mentioned before that they don't have any pool tables because otherwise the white ball would be whiter than he is. <laughs> it's very important that he is the whitest thing. They do not have milk. <laughs> yeah, they, they do milk. not have. If you want a white Russian, you can't have it because yeah. the whitest thing here is Samael, and that white Russian might be might become the whitest thing. That's why the gin's in a Domestos bottle, which is blue and red, instead of a Gordon's gin bottle, which has a white label on it. Mm, yeah. It said no labels. A lot of labels are white. Mm. Samuel, uh, he, he's he's so insistent on being the whitest thing there that one time he climbed through that massive gap in, <laughs> to get behind the bar and just took all the labels off everything. He's like, no, I'm the whitest thing here. Yeah. <laughs> to pour their milk down the drain. He, he phones ahead, doesn't he, to check... 
<laughs> I'm, coming, I'm coming tonight. What's this Wensleydale cheese you've got in your fridge? This is suspiciously white cheese. Well, yeah. I eat it, Actually, not, that, nosh, nosh. that fridge as well. Can you get rid of that fridge, please? <laughs> as he heads for the bar, he is immediately set upon Wang. by an incredibly young whore playing her wares. Mm. I might change the wording here. As he heads for the bar, he is immediately set upon by an underage sex worker playing her wares. <laughs> What's she selling, like Tupperware or something? No, she's a sex worker. You, she's selling... Would you like uh, a plastic tub, sir? I'm playing my wares. Why do you think, do you think <laughs> sex workers sell Tupperware? <laughs> she's playing her wares. It's because she's playing her wares. I don't know. To me, someone that plays their wares is trying to sell you a plastic tub. Products. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Specifically Tupperware. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the sex worker says, hey, Samael, fancy a blow. Mm. An underage sex worker comes up to Samael and says, oh, oh sir, hey, Samael, fancy a blow. Mm-hmm. And Samael says, no, Anna. She replies, Anna swallows. Ew. Just half a blue. You're too young, kid. Hooray! Every every script you have ever written what? has the murder or abuse of children in it, right? Like every Whoa, single one. What's the murder or abuse here? <laughs> He's not abusing her or murdering her. He's saying, "I don't have sex with you no, because you're twelve." No, but society is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's great that the. It's. I mean, it's. I'm really happy that the main character is not going to sleep with a child prostitute. That's <laughs> that's really good, right? But that's the other script, script that we're not doing. I've got that one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel says, "You're too young, kid." Mm. And um, Anna says, oh, sir, "Some snort." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's oh, she's basically she's asking him to pay her in drugs. In drugs, right? Is that the yes, because yeah, he's okay. a chemist. Oh right, okay. Samuel says, "Sorry, I do it for rum." Wow. She's having a different conversation than him, isn't she? He's saying, no, thank you, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. a child. Yeah. And she's going, oh, you, can, oh, you can pay in a different way if you want. Goes, no, I don't want the product. This is like you're going to a shop and they're like, oh, hello, welcome to my shop. Mm. Do you want a big pile of sausages? Mm. You're like, uh, no. You're like, you can pay by visa. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want it. You can pay by cash. You, know, like, you can work for it if you want. <laughs> you can come and work behind the, behind the counter for half an hour and yeah. you can have a big pile of sausages. Mm. Like, I don't want any sausages. Anna says, I oh, do it for rum. And Samael says, go sit with your friends. Mm. She skulks off. Mm. At the bar, the Barstool Brigade still exists. Wow. The Barstool Brigade. <laughs> they still exist. I don't know. Is that, is that another band? Is that uh... The thing about the word brigade, right, mm. is that if, if it's not the fire brigade, like you've got, like in this country, we say fire brigade. We do. Right? That's we do. a bunch of people who turn up to put out fires and we're all happy to see them, right? The fire brigade, that's a good group of people. But almost every other use of the word brigade mm. is someone complaining. It's usually the right wing complaining about not being allowed to say a racist word or something, mm. right? It's like, oh, here come the political correctness brigade. Mm. It's always that, it's always that kind of attitude. So it's like, what you're saying is in the Barstool Brigade, <laughs> right? It's like every time I try and go into my house, some, like, carpenters turn up and try and build a fucking Barstool there. Some kind of chair manufacturers start build. Like, I want, I just want normal chairs. Stop trying to force me to have Barstools, the Barstool Brigade. Yeah, but, uh, but you know, I didn't know that use of the word. The only use I know is um, the Fire Brigade. So, to me, the Barstool Brigade are people that come and put your chairs out. <laughs> 
but in an emergency. Or if you, or if your chair's stuck up a tree, they'll come and like help, help it down. So at the bar, some people who will help your chair get down from a tree still exist. I guess it says Samuel finds a space. So I guess what you mean is the people who kind of occupy the bar stools. Yeah. All, always. I always say, yeah, because, uh, yeah. And also put out fires. I, I guess at some point in my life, I really hated people that sat at the bar because it's like, this is yeah. the place where you go to order the drinks. Can you go and fucking sit at a table, please? See, you are using it that way. You are, you're criticizing a group of people who yeah. do something you don't want them to. Mm. It's a slight, it's a slight different to the kind, difference to the kind of people who turn up to tell you off because you're being a fucking sexist. Mm. But, but it still, it still has that critical. Yeah, they do that as well, though. That's why I didn't to... like them sat at the bar telling me that I'm a sexist. <laughs> really annoyed me. <laughs> They're like, uh, listen, mate, you know, she's a sex worker, not a prostitute or a whore. Could you be a bit more respectful, you sexist? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to buy a drink. All right, but when you're writing your scripts, choose your names of your female characters a bit more carefully, would you? Why is she called Anna Swallows? That's really sexist as well. <laughs> you just sort out... That's your only female character so far in this script. That's not good. She's a child who comes up to a man and says, do you want a blowjob? My name's Anna Prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And then she starts haggling for whether she's going to get drugs or rum. <laughs> You're a big sexist and you go, like, oh, fucking bar, fucking bar, stop trying to make me enlighten my fucking sexual politics and my script. Mm. I'm only on page eight. Mm. Come on, give me a chance. Maybe it'll get better. Mm. So at the bar, the Barstool Brigade still exists. Samuel finds a space and a barman approaches. Doolish is a big, fat, bearded guy with a Scottish accent. Oh, Doctor Who, <laughs> says, says Doolish. Cofancy was looking for you. Cofancy? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Samuel digests this information as Doolish pours a healthy mug of whiskey. Mugs of whiskey are not healthy, strictly speaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. Doolish then says, maybe you ought to watch your bahuki. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So that's an interesting line. Mm. Maybe you ought to watch your bahuki. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not mentioned well, it before, but that's when we learn that Samuel has a wookie with him. <laughs> Well, the next line is Samuel saying, oh, I can handle him. Mm. So that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> right? Hey, no bahookies in here. No, don't <laughs> worry, not I, I, the, I can... Did you not see the no bahookie sign? It? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, no. <laughs> I can handle him. What are they talking about, though? Because <laughs> if there's not a wookie... <laughs> Yeah, right? The weird thing, the weird thing about that, those two lines of dialogue, yeah. right, is that they only make sense <laughs> if, if there's a Wookiee there, yeah. right? If there isn't a Wookiee mm. that below, somehow like is friend, like well, has a similar rela- Rufus, like, like or, friend relationship with this. Samuel. At no point in my script did I say that there's not a Wookiee there. <laughs> so therefore, there is a Wookiee there. You know, giraffe, Hitler, <laughs> <A> Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think that the person that, uh, that he needs to watch his bahuki from is Kofensi. Because Kofensi isn't someone sneezing. Kofensi is a, is a person. If Kofensi is looking for you, you better watch your, your Wookiee. <laughs> you better watch the so... Wookiee. Because Kofensi wants, wants to steal your Wookiee, so you better keep an eye on it. <laughs> 
Actually, that's not, that's not even a question. I did this wrong. It's an exclamation mark. Kofensi was looking for you. And then Samuel says Kofensi with an exclamation mark. And I think I, I read that as a question mark. So I'm going to do this. All right. So Kofensi was looking for you. Kofensi! <laughs> <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> Samuel digests information as Doolish pours a healthy mug of whiskey. Maybe you ought to watch a bahooki. <laughs> I can handle him. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. Brilliant. The thing is, when you say Kofensi like that, like the way you just did it, that just makes it sound like you rolled five sixes. <laughs> Like in this future world, that's just what they say when they roll five sixes. Mm. Yeah. And also, Doolish's line, maybe you ought to watch Bahuki, is actually a question. So I'm doing that wrong as well. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to do it again. Here we go. So, Kofensi um, was looking for you. Kofensi! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Then the next line is, maybe you ought to watch... No, sorry. Maybe you ought to watch your Bahuki. <laughs> do you think, hey, do you think maybe you should have a look? I mean, it's a nice Bahuki. Maybe you should look at your Bahuki. Oh, I can handle him. Doolish places the whiskey on the counter and Samuel says, and get me some rub. Which is disturbing because the last time that Anna <laughs> Swallow said was she does it for rum. Uh, yeah, right? She does it for worrying. rum, yeah. Uh, yeah, and could I get a glass of blowjob as well, please? Thank you very much. I got a bad feeling about this script. We've, we're only on page eight, <laughs> and I'm about to hit the third super offensive. <laughs> <laughs> While Doolish pours a mug of rum, Samael moves his hand to his drug belt which has pockets all along it. Something like Batman's utility <laughs> belt, but less gay. <laughs> that's what you've written here. That's in, that's in your movie description. You know, like Batman's utility belt, but less gay. Yeah, but in Batman's utility gay... Gay... gay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Batman's okay, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Now, I'll agree <laughs> that Batman's utility gay is gay, all right? Because, you know, by definition. But, I mean, in what sense is Batman's utility belt gay? Does it have the numbers of all his boyfriends in it? <laughs> the only way I can think it might be right. Yeah. This is where I keep my boyfriend's numbers. I guess I was, I was, pretty gay belt. I, pretty gay belt, Batman. Well done. Well done. I, it's, and it's got a rainbow rainbow flag design on it. Mm. Very gay. Well done, <laughs> excellent gay, excellent gay belt. It's rainbow design. It's got all your boyfriend's numbers in it. I was just thinking of Adam West and feeling gay. Mm. Basically, what you're saying is when I look at Batman's utility belt, uh, it makes me feel super gay. Mm. God damn you, Batman and your gay belt! <laughs> Why does it make me have these feelings? I don't understand. <laughs> So what you're saying is that when you look at Samael's belt, it doesn't make you confused in your penis. <laughs> <laughs> he opens one of the pockets and removes a bag of tiny white pills mm. from his pocket. Wow, so he's walking around like loaded with drugs and everyone knows he's the drug guy. That's pretty, yes, pretty dangerous. You got, you got confused halfway through this sentence when you were writing this because firstly, he's got a utility belt, right? Like Batman's, but like yeah. without those men's numbers in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? He opens one of the pockets in his, in his non-gay utility <laughs> belt, belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And removes a bag of tiny white pills from his pocket. 
So he doesn't take it out of the utility belt. He opens the pot, the, the utility belt, and then takes a takes a bag of pills out of his pocket mm. and slides them across the bar. Samuel heads around the bar, dropping off Anna's drink en route. And Anna says, Oh, sir, thanks, Samuel. <laughs> Marry me. So she's just a comedy underage sex worker that you've just put in here. Yeah. He nears the darts board where an incredibly old man steps out in front of him and hands him a dart. And the old man says, treble seven. Samuel tosses the dart and hits the treble seven. (gasps) The old men applaud and laugh. Samuel pats him on the back. That's the old man, I guess. And moves towards the crowd watching the news. Oh, he's going to that that cage full of people. <laughs> it is a European channel and the picture is fuzzy and black and white. It's a European channel, but I've already used my European accent for Ardy, so I am going to do a newsreader who says, Ian Rex denying Britain has become a dictatorship. Ian Rex... Denying Britain Ian has Rex. become a dictatorship. Ian Rex, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Ian Rex, denying Britain has become a dictatorship, has finally agreed to comply to... Comply to... Has finally agreed to comply to EU law and provide proof that the Mayan virus <gasps> is still contagious. What the fuck? Oh, my God, this is so prescient. So, like, I knew we'd left the EU when I wrote this t- yep. 10, 12 yep. years ago. I knew about the Mayan virus that we've all been suffering from for the last couple of years. (laughs) A symposium to be held in three weeks Mm -hmm. will see EU officials present to ensure this matter is dealt with on a legitimate scale. I tell you what, I fucking hell. If news was written like this, (laughs) Newsreader would be a much more difficult job. So Samael has gone to the pub. That's mm. where he is at the moment. He's at the pub. He's gone in. He's managed to say no to a child sex worker. <laughs> Hero. And uh, now he's watching TV, standing in the corner watching the TV, when almost immediately there is a tap on his shoulder. Wow, that's He weird. turns... Get some, get some beer out of that. <laughs> Classic joke. <laughs> Uh, almost immediately there's a tap on his shoulder. He turns to find a hulking great black dude. Wow. A bodyguard called Megacles. <laughs> Hello, it is me, <laughs> Megacles. Yes. I am a massive hulking black dude. Have, yes. have you seen my Cles? They are mega. <laughs> so big. Oh my God. Look at look at the size of my Cles. <laughs> All right, so Megacles, and I know it's pronounced like that because you've put in brackets, you've got like the mm-hmm. how it's how to pronounce it. You've you've had to put the pronunciation because it's kind of spelt Megacles, <laughs> Megacles, right. So I might call him Megacles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Megacles says, "Mr. Kofensi wants you." Mm-hmm. The bodyguard guides him along all the way around the other side of the bar Ooh. and through a door into another area. So. He went round. It doesn't say he went through anything to get to the other side of the bar, right? So it's got this cage with a massive hole, mm. but also like the sides of the bar <laughs> are open. Like they only put it on the front, yeah. And then so people just walk around the back and get their drinks. Next scene: 
Interior back bar night. It is darker here and quieter mm. away from the main pub area. Mm. In the booths they pass, Samael sees men getting blown for booze. <laughs> That's what he's there Good. for, isn't it? Kefense wants to see you. Here's your rum. Go suck him off. <laughs> right at the end, Kefense has requisitioned a booth. I've just realised that Kefense sounds like um, a sound effect on Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you put up a fence. When Batman puts up a fence, he goes, Kefensi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you're talking about 60s TV Batman, right? Yes, of course, yeah. Because there's a lot of iterations of Batman. Not modern Twilight Batman. Yeah. Not the Batman. Not the Batman. A Batman. A Batman. <laughs> <laughs> a Batman. Megacles. <laughs> Megacles slams Samael in the booth beside Kefensi. He slams him. Is he a door? What's going on here? <laughs> did he just did he just drink him? Yeah, so Megacles like just downs <laughs> down Samael in one gulp. Now a second bodyguard is stood. In the darkness of the booth, the whites of Kefensi's eyes hang like paper hole reinforcers. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I mean, that's weird because that suggests like his eye, like his eyelids are round, because well, right? the whites of you, the whites of your eyes aren't, aren't round. That's the that's the iris, right? That's the like if you got a, a paper hole reinforcer yeah. and coloured it in, then you might be able to. The irises of his eyes look like a paper hole reinforcer that someone has coloured in with all eye colours, like. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I don't know if that I don't know if that works as a metaphor. I mean this whole thing this whole script is about like um a lot of it's got to do with eyes so I guess I'm like trying to trying to in, in put a bit of a uh, literature into my um uh, directions well, where yeah, it's where it's unnecessary. Decided, <laughs> decided to go for some poetic some poetic metaphor. Yeah. There, poetic right? metaphor yeah. of paper real paper hole reinforcers. Yeah. <laughs> What are they? I mean, what are they? Most people are listening to this going, "What the hell is that? What are they?" You know, back in the day, we still use them. We used to we used to punch holes in paper in order to put them into folders. Ring binder, yeah, into a ring binder. Yeah, so it's a tiny paper white O, basically. (laughs) That is about, I'd say, probably is about the size of an iris, but not the white of your eye. It's like you got. It's like like you forgot which part of the eye was which. Right? Should have gone with like polos, shouldn't I? You shouldn't have gone. With either of those things, because mm-hmm. it's like I think it's when you're choosing a metaphor, it's important to choose carefully. You can't just think, "What do they look like?" Mm-hmm. and they're, "Oh, they look like polos." You've got to think about what your choice implies as well. You know, it's like his his eyes look like polo. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> why do you why do you want me to be thinking about mints at this point? I, I hope there's a thematic link here somewhere. Mm. Why do you want me to be thinking about? Paper hole reinforcers that we used to use at middle school. <laughs> so, uh, in the darkness of the booth, the whites of Kefensi's eyes hang like paper hole reinforcers. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. He leans forward to reveal his face. Ooh, it's one of it is. It's one of those film things, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. when someone's sitting back in the shadow and yeah. you can't see them at all mm-hmm. because the the difference between the shadow and the light, which is right next to it, is so defined that it's the, that no light spills out from the triangle coming from the lamp. Basically, yeah. he is a clean shaven, including the beard. <laughs> 
What? Oh, that doesn't say beard. I'm reading that. I'm reading that wrong. <laughs> I got that wrong. I was so distracted by he is a clean shaven, and then there's no, no there's no noun after it that I read it wrong. He is a clean. I mean, that, was, that would have been quite funny, right? He is clean shaven, including the beard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his beard is means. very clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually says he is a clean shaven, including the head. Doesn't <laughs> make it any. Oh, we see. Okay, he is clean shaven, including it does. the head. It's still though. funny, but yeah, yeah, he's clean shaven on his face and his head. Mm. Basically, he's got no hair above his neck. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he is a clean shaven. <laughs> <laughs> he is attractive. But for a large, ugly scar running down his right cheek. <laughs> Is it the size of an angler's catch, though? That's what I want to know. Samael, mm. I need you. Samael reaches for his drug belt. Sure you do. <laughs> what do you need? I can give you C, B, what? A. <laughs> this is not an episode of Sesame Street, Samael. Give me the fucking drugs. Street names for drugs in the future are a bit boring, aren't they? <laughs> Would you like some B? Mm. Well, I guess what you've done is you've heard of the drug called E and ah. extrapolated. <laughs> it's the only one I've heard of, yeah. There must have got to be four before that, right? And Kofensi says, no, we need you. Samuel says, question mark. <laughs> I mean, it says his name and then there's a question mark, all right? That's, that's what it says. So I'm going, question mark. <laughs> Kofensi says, the Freedom Party. Ooh. The Freedom Party needs Samael. It's a good name for a party that's looking for freedom, I would say. <laughs> and yet a common name mm. for a party that isn't. <laughs> How wonderfully and playfully ironic fascists can be, <laughs> naming their parties. Oh, we're going to call ourselves Socialists and Freedom Party. Isn't it fun? And then we're going to murder everyone and put them in prison. Yeah, but everybody knows that the Freedom Party, Freedom is uh, obviously an acronym for um, fascists, <laughs> really. <Yeah>. Really <laughs> e awful, evil. E awful. <laughs> evil, yeah, that's better. better Doing e horrible murders. Hang on, you missed an E then. That's Freedom <laughs> Party. Yeah, because fascists can't the spell. Party. <laughs> but also, you get a free Freddo when you join, and that's why. <laughs> and you're only allowed to join if your name's Fred. Yeah. I mean, fascists get worse, don't they? They're, I mean, they're very exclusionist. You know, we're so fascist. <laughs> we're only taking people with a one particular name, and it's Fred. <laughs> okay. That's what caused that that massive rift between the Weasley twins, of course, isn't it? What's that? Yeah, one of them's called one Fred. Of them right? Joining the Freedom <laughs> yeah. Party. Oh, because yes, one of them was called Fred. Okay, I was like, I don't remember one of them becoming a fascist. I can, I can believe it, yeah. but I don't remember it actually happening. That's what they 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 act like he's dead at the end, but actually he just went and joined um, Voldemort. Yeah, he's like they, dead they act like to he's us, dead, but actually he's a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean they are pretty terrible characters. Yeah, they do like they torture children mm -hmm. to test their products. They make. Um, they they are military contractors. In one of the books, they're like making armor for the for yeah. the for the police. They or set off explosives <laughs> quite frequently. Yes, and they mm -hmm. make um, magical roofies <laughs> and sell them to children. Yeah, it's, they're really terrifying characters. So the the idea that one of them became a fascist and the family were like, all right, it was all, it was fine when you were arming the police, but but now you've called yourself a fascist. This is too much. Okay. <laughs> Now you've joined the Freddo party. <laughs> Just because your name's Fred doesn't mean you have to join the Fred. The Fre Hang on, Freddo's a chocolate frogs, right? Yeah. 
There you go. That's a link to Harry Potter. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So the next thing that happens after Kofenty says, um, "We need you for the Freedom Party," Uh, Fred's in, but we've we've refused George. (laughs) We said no to George. Samael gives a derisive snort. Mm. So give me a second. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very good. Yeah. Does that sound derisive enough? (laughs) I don't know. He's a drug dealer, so it might mean that he like you know derisively snorts some C. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So Samael. (laughs) That's my snorting mime. Pretty good, eh? That is what he would do. Yeah, that's that's what it sounds like when you snort C, though. Mm. It's quite it's quite different because mm. the sea is a big body of water. <laughs> yeah, just... and it's really difficult to get it all up. Yeah, in your nose. all of it. Yeah, yeah, it re- really quick, so we don't have to spend like like uh, ten years watching mm. this scene while <laughs> Samuel tries to snort the sea. <laughs> So Snamael Snamael snorts the sea, yeah. right? And then he says, mm, "Right." Mm-mm. I guess he's he's like saying no, right? Because yeah, he's, Samuel he's knows his name's not Fred. He's not he's not called Fred, and yeah. they're not going to accept him in the end anyway. Yeah. Samuel downs his whiskey as though to leave. Kofensi says, "Samuel, please." Mm-hmm. Samuel looks at Kofensi. Kofensi says. Please. I don't well, know what the dynamic is here. I don't know either. I thought like... that like this guy was going to be like a real bad guy, right? Um, yeah, but he's like, he's got oh, his please, please to... come and join the Freedom Party and help us stop right. people being slaves. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm going to do some drugs and, <laughs> and give give wine to underage people over here. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, maybe we've got it all wrong. I just because when I see the Freedom Party, I'm very suspicious and think they're fascist. But maybe. Yeah. They're actually the good guys, and Samuel is the bad guy, mm-hmm. right? And Samuel's like, uh, no, I am a drug dealer <laughs> yeah. who gives alcohol to children. I mean, I'm not joining your party trying to free people. I don't want to be, like, a racist or anything, but he is the white man in the room, right? So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that tracks. It's a bit suspicious, isn't it? That's historically accurate, yeah. It's like, <laughs> There's no, the one I'm white not, guy here. I'm not interested in freedom, I'm white. <laughs> I'm the one stopping you from being free. That's what I'm here for. Hmm... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that that makes sense. All right, because yeah, but it was weird because, but he got his bodyguards to drag Samael in and slam him down, yeah. and then Kofensi's all like, "Oh, won't you join my freedom party? <laughs> please, please, please be in my gang." <laughs> oh, go on, yeah. we really want you. Mm. That's that, I don't know why he's Irish now, but he is, <laughs> but he is. All right, oh, go on, go on, go on, <laughs> go on. Go on, go join, on, go on, join go the on. Freedom Party. Go on, join me, Freedom Party, please. Oh, please. You get a free packet of nerds when you join. <laughs> <laughs> and I've drawn a certificate to will give you. Oh, it's brilliant. I'm making badges. <laughs> There's a pause. Samael stays. Kofensi signals to his bodyguards. They move off and watch from a distance. Mm. So Kofensi says... In little under three weeks, I probably should say a, a little. In a little under three weeks, the symposium will be held. Mm. Rex, that's Ian Rex, will <laughs> deliver a report from the biotech scientists. Ooh. Based on that report, 
a decision will be made. This is a boring speech. <laughs> Whether it's safe to let us back into society. Oh. So these people are... Oh, because there was something about North and South London, right? No, I think... Uh, that's, what I was saying, that's what I was saying at this uh, earlier. I think what it is, is that, like, the UK has left the EU and they've said that, like, we've got the plague here, so we can't be in the EU. Oh, OK. So now, oh, right, no, now, yes. now the EU is not, not there to protect us. Now the leaders can just, like, like increase the poverty gap to an extent that like people have to piss out of windows now. So this is an anti-Brexit parable. I guess, that you wrote yeah. In 2007 or something. Mm-hmm. So it's saying that if we leave the European Union, our leaders will be able to screw us a lot harder and mm-hmm. destroy human rights and yeah, it's hey, lucky that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> So based on that report, a decision will be made whether it's safe to let us back into society. And by society, I mean European Union society mm. and not just be a little island on our own all getting murdered and pissing out of the window. Mm. I wonder the next line. Out, out of piss, fleas and death and back into electrics, caviar and carpets. Now that's an interesting line. <laughs> Don't just take the three things I miss most about civilization. <laughs> just off the top of my head, okay. Electrics, obviously, I love electrics. Me, um, caviar. Oh, I do miss me fish eggs for dinner. I did used to like a bit of caviar for me dinner until yeah. we left the EU, and now I can't afford it anymore. <laughs> oh, but number three, let's not forget. Let's not forget carpet. carpet. I tell you what, the worst thing that happened when we left the EU and they took all our carpets. Right. Yeah. When France came over and took all our carpets, yeah. repossessed all our carpets, oh, that was yeah, bad. Cap- and replaced <laughs> it with piss, fleas, and death. Because <laughs> uh, when the bailiffs came round, they took the carpets. It's like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on here? Samuel says, I follow the news, I know, and I hope for all our stakes, the virus is dead. <gasps> then Kofensi. Shouts, it's in capital letters. So Kofensi says, Don't be a dick fuck, Samael. <laughs> Don't be a dick fuck, Samael. Stop being a dick fuck, okay? Don't come into my bar and start being a dick fuck. If you come in here and be a dick fuck one more time, you're barred. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm a dick fuck. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer. And so we sat in to every night. But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah. Woman of a no, woman of a no. Was writer in the world? 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you'd like more, then go to patreon.com. They're not going to come and sign up and give us any money, so you might as well just say schlippityadoobdop.com. They don't have to. They don't have to give us money because there's free stuff on Patreon as well. Oh, you can go true. and get the free stuff at patreon.com slash manbycow. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of free episodes that you can try out without any commitment. You don't have to put any details in. You don't have to sign up for anything. You can just download them immediately. Wow. And while you're there, you can look at what is on offer if you do want to sign up for as little as $2 a month and you're probably going to be surprised at just what an enormous amount of stuff it is mm-hmm. so why not sign up for $2 get and that I mean to tell you what there's enough stuff at $2 to keep you going for a month anyway and then if you like it you can think next month you know what? I want more mm-hmm. I'm going to sign up for $7 and then you're set for about six months just with the back catalogue <laughs> right and then you get to the end of that you're like you know what I might upgrade to $12. And then it's essentially the rest of your life. Yes. Because there's so much audio entertainment there. Mm. We've been uploading 
constantly uh, since 2016. Like, we're uploading right now. And I say constantly, I mean it. We're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye, Milk. Bye-bye, Milk. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Yeah.